We are continuing on through that prayer journal as we are praying for our city and we are praying and fasting for some spiritual breakthrough. And I'm hoping that some of you have experienced some really big breakthrough in this first half. And, you know, we're leading up to Easter. By the time we get to Easter, whoa, man, the Lord is going to be doing some really good stuff. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully you've been as blessed as me, you know. It's drawn me closer to the Lord in His Word, in prayer. Um, I've God, seen God do some good breakthrough, getting rid of some of those things uh, in my life that were taking up too much time, taking away my focus from the Lord. And because of that, I've been able to enjoy God more. Enjoy has been a word that's just coming through. The Lord just keeps saying that, you know, just take time to enjoy me. You know, and I'm like, yeah, it's not a duty. I just really enjoy being with the Lord in His Word. I enjoy being with the Lord in prayer. Walking throughout the day, just talking with the Lord. As I'm praying, I see Jesus face to face. And the joy that He's having, like, yeah, as I'm hanging out with Jesus. Making that really close connection. It's just really been a huge fruit in my life recently. You know, Psalm 34, 8 says, says, taste and see that the Lord is good. Taste and see. So, have you been able to taste and see over this last 19 days that the Lord is good? Amen? And He's so good. His goodness overflows, and He invites us all on this awesome adventure to come and taste and see. You know, I've really been able to see more clearly. That was another one of my prayers is clarity. Lord, all this stuff is help taking my focus away from you. Help me to focus on you. Hear your voice more clearly. And I've been able to, I've been able to hear his voice more clearly. And that clarity has come through. I love it. And you know, I've been so blessed. God has been doing a deep work in, in my heart. You know, Pastor Mark said during his sabbatical, uh, he was, felt like God was doing heart surgery on him. I really like that. And that's been a prayer of mine too. Lord, would you do some needed surgery in the deep parts of my heart? I want this to really be effective, Lord. I'm coming to you and just bowing the knee of my heart, saying, Lord, do whatever you want within me. He's been doing some good heart surgery. And I've been encouraged. Maybe God has been encouraging you. Maybe uh, you're here today and saying, yes, that's, I've been able to taste and see recently, Pastor Max. I agree. I, I just love it. You know, maybe you're here today saying, ooh, I'm kind of the opposite. I feel a little bit dry or maybe a lot dry, maybe like a desert. God wants to say to you, be encouraged. God wants you to come and taste and see that he's good. You know, God is willing to work on each one of us. All we have to do is hang in there and trust him. You know, it's more like a marathon rather than a sprint. And today in John chapter 15, we're going to be talking about that, how God wants to encourage you just to hang in there. He's going to be doing some really good things in your life. He's going to be producing some good fruit. All we have to do is not give up. Don't give up. You know, last week, Pastor Mark talked about how in the upper room, Jesus had his last supper with his friends, his disciples. He washed their feet, remember? Talked about the washing of feet. 
wow, what an amazing love Jesus has for us to be able to call us friends, to be able to get down on his hands and knees and wash his disciples' feet, to wash our feet. What an amazing love. And you know, uh, they were transformed by the love of Jesus. And then after they had the Last Supper, took communion, they left out and they went to the Garden of Gethsemane. This is the night before Jesus was crucified. Last night. And as they're walking, Jesus gives them these great words. And our text is from John 15. As they're in transit to the Garden, this is where Jesus is talking to them about staying connected to him. Don't give up, guys. All you got to do is stay connected to me, and you're going to see some amazing things happen in your life, but just don't give up. Stay connected, right? You can taste and see, guys, that I'm good. Okay, so if you can pull out your Bible to John chapter 15. John 15 is our text for today. We're going to go through just the first eight, uh, eight verses of John. And Jesus wants us today to see that if we stay connected and remain in him, stay the course and abide in his love, then we're going to see our Heavenly Father produce much fruit in our life. Let me go ahead and read to you the first eight verses. I am the vine, I am the true vine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, well, every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. Jesus is reinforcing this. idea. I am the vine. You are the branches, verse 5. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish. It will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit Showing yourselves to be my disciples. So here's the picture Jesus is painting for us. And I love the imagery, right? Jesus is the vine, the true vine. And our Father is the who? The gardener. Father is the gardener. And I, I like to picture, you know, God, he's, he's gardening, he's in his vineyard, and he's got his big hat on. And he's got the gardening tools, and you know, uh, he's just in the vineyard, and he's he's looking, and he's so excited about this fruit, about what's growing, okay. And who are we? Jesus said that we are the branches, right? And as branches, we're already connected to the vine. We're already connected to the vine, and hopefully, as branches, we are bearing or producing much fruit. Okay, so we're going to be talking about producing spiritual fruit today. You know, a few years back, I think this is four years ago now, almost four years, we had an opportunity to go and visit where Vanessa, my wife, is from. She grew up in France, 
until she was 14. And we got the chance to, as a family, go, look how young I look. No, I was kidding. <laughs> but even the kids, yeah, Vanessa looks the same. Um, but, you know, she, um, yeah, we were there. She, she grew up in Paris, actually. But this is like in the south, uh, mid-south, mid-Pyrenees, they call it. And so we, we got to uh, go and visit, visit uh, a vineyard there, and it was so much fun. We actually, uh, we, we didn't go when they had a tour, but the lady came out, and she owns a vineyard with her family, and they all work the vineyard. She said, oh, I'll give you a personal tour. She was so cool. And it was really fun. So she went out there. We, you know, she showed us, and she talked about the grapes, and I don't speak a word of French. So, of course, Vanessa was translating everything, and it was so cool. And, you know, she's talking to us about, wow, how to keep them healthy and making sure how I arrange it and if something falls off, then I have, just have to do a little pruning. And they're very gentle. I love that. Very gentle with the, with the vines, the branches, the grape, the fruit, right? And so, you know, this is an up-close picture. And you see, uh, you have the big vine, right? Vines. Then you... Branch off, there's the branches, right? Then you see the fruit. You can just leave it there on, on that for right now. You know, I just loved being there. And we were just soaking it all in, right? This is the best for me. This is like, yes. And uh, she's, she's explaining to us how, you know, if the, sometimes the fruit gets dirty and sometimes, um, like, the, it produces so much fruit, it, like, falls falls down on the ground and it's hanging and I have to kind of prop it back up there and stuff it in there just right. And she was very gentle, like I said, and she didn't even need uh, the pruning scissors. She just picked off the branches, you know, anything that's, that's older or um, dying. And it was it was a really fruitful vineyard. And we we went inside, and they did let us taste the wine, taste the fruit of their labor. It was Good fruit. It was good wine. We bought some wine. And uh, it, it was like, cool. They, they had all kinds of um, the white grapes. They had the darker ones. And uh, they put it together for the rosé. I didn't even know that. I was like, wow, that's how they make it that color. But they, it was a family operation, and it was really hard work. But the fruit was awesome. The wine was good. And... You know, the vineyard produced good fruit, and that's what God wants from us, right? He wants us to be bearing good fruit in our lives. But what is spiritual fruit? Like, okay, he wants us to bear good fruit, be a fruitful vineyard. What is it? Well, what is spiritual fruit? Romans 1, 13, and John 4 says, bearing spiritual fruit in our lives looks like this. Winning lost souls to him. Wow, talk about Billy Graham, right? That's awesome. But you know what? We don't have to be Billy Graham to do that. Every single person in our in here, every God is equipped to go out and preach the gospel. You know, to your family, friends, and every single person that we meet. That's bearing spiritual fruit as we're going ahead and winning lost souls into the kingdom of God. What else? Romans 6.22 defines... Bearing spiritual fruit is this, as holiness, holiness before God. Lord, make me holy as you are holy. Lord, I want to be a holy and righteous person. That's spiritual fruit in your life. Romans 15, 28 talks about 
Financial giving as spiritual fruit. Wow, yeah, you know when you have a heart that can give willingly instead of like grudgingly and you're generous and you're able to say, yeah, Lord, I'm just going to trust you as you say to give tithes and offerings and to give generously to others, to the poor. You know, I'm that's isn't that spiritual fruit? When God does that in your life, you're like, yeah, that's heavenly. That's what God is doing in my life. That's spiritual. That's good fruit, okay? Colossians 1 identifies fruit as helping practically. Are you somebody who's practically helping others? That's spiritual fruit. Hebrews 13 says spiritual fruit is praising God's name. Praising the name of the Lord. The name of Jesus. The name roll off your tongue freely in every setting, no matter what, not shame. That's awesome, right? That's spiritual fruit. Galatians 5.22 is my favorite. In fact, Vanessa made this our wedding verse because she wanted me to become someone who had this fruit. Okay, I did not have the fruit yet. So she said, I'm going to pray it into his life. I'm going to make this our wedding verse. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. You know, she put this right there on our wedding invitation (laughs) with some fruit, okay? (laughs) It's like, oh, my husband's going to have this fruit one day. I'm going to pray for him. One day he's going to have it. And, you know, my life doesn't always look like this still. And I'm somebody who needs to go, like, Lord, I need you to produce this love in my life, this unconditional love, Lord, this love for you. I need this thirst and this hunger for you and this passion for you. Lord, I need to be sold out to you. And then joy, yep, I have, I have a long way to go. I can be somebody who can be up and down, you know, kind of go with the happiness scale. Something good happened in my life, I'm happy. Something bad happened, I'm sad. But joy is different. Joy is deep within. Nobody can steal your joy. That's the fruit of the Spirit. The joy of Jesus. The joy of knowing Jesus. Okay? That's the fruit of the Spirit. Peace. Inner peace. It's actually the peace of the Holy Spirit upon your life. So you see, we're praying for these things. If you're like me, you have a long way to go too. And we kind of like, Lord, you have to desire it. We have to desire to be fruitful people. Lord, I pray this verse over my life, Galatians 5.22. And Vanessa, she's seen it a little bit more, right? Now, it's a long-haul thing. It's not a short-term race. It's a marathon. And so me, I'm not the same person as I was 15 years ago when we were married. Thank God. So she's seen me change a little bit more, right? A little as I'm running the race. The Holy Spirit, more and more, she's seen the fruit. She's saying, yes, Lord, you're answering my prayer. I knew that's why I put it on there. So God is doing a good work within me. There's some fruit in my life. I just boast of the Lord, not myself, yeah? And if I were to ask you, what has God been doing in your life to produce fruit? I'm sure you could go ahead and tell me a few things too. Things that you can plainly see. Things that you would say, yeah, God, I see you doing that. You know what? I'm not perfect, but I see you producing this fruit already in my life. You might be somebody here who has a little bit of fruit, 
You might be somebody who is like, boom, lots of fruit, like Auntie Hazel and Auntie Sally, right? They got, oh, so spiritual, all this fruit. After, you know, like the years of walking with the Lord, God has been doing it, right, in their lives. It's just so cool to see that. You want to be around that, and you just admire that. Maybe, like I said, you're, you're just seeing a little bit of fruit, and that's good because it's a start, and God wants to encourage you today that he's going to build on that fruit and produce more. How is spiritual fruit produced in your life, though? How is it produced? Going back to the scripture, John 15, we see Jesus is the vine, right? And we are the branches. Verses 4 and 5, the heart of our message. Remain in me, Jesus said, and I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. How is spiritual fruit produced in your life? Number one, you can write it in your bulletin notes. Remain in Jesus. Remain in the true vine. Remain in the true vine, Jesus. So what does it mean to remain in Jesus? Remaining in Jesus means a few things. Number one, it means staying connected. Number two, it means that we give up striving. I'm going to go over the give up striving part first. You've got to give up striving to make it th- things happen on your own. You've got to give up struggling produ- to produce this fruit yourself. And remember, it's not Max's fruit. It's not Ben's fruit. right? It's the fruit of the Spirit. The fruit of the Holy Spirit. And it's fruit only God can grow. Stop struggling. Stop try, striving to produce the fruit on your own strength. Let the Holy Spirit do it in you. Remaining means just giving up. You know, we have a mountain apple tree in our front yard. And it produces a lot of fruit in the summertime. Okay, It produces a lot of fruit. In fact, it's so irritating because there's so much fruit. All the birds come to eat it before I can pick it. Falls on the ground. All this, it's a really cool, funky, pink, bright pink color. Like all the leaves fall down. I don't know if you've seen all the leaves from the mountain apple tree. It's really pretty, right? But it gets everywhere. It's such a hassle to clean up. And it's just, but I do love mountain apples because I remember as a kid that we used to go hiking in the mountains with my uncle. Pick the guava. Well, here's a mountain apple. Just feel like nature, yeah? Oh, this is great, right? And so I remember when we moved into this place, like 12 years, 13 years ago now, it's like, oh, a mountain apple tree. But oh, it's a hassle to clean up. So much fruit, which is good. Anyway, I'm looking at that mountain apple tree, talking about this message, and I never seen the mountain apple tree struggling to produce fruit. I never seen it go, oh, this is so hard, Max. Oh, you know, to make this one fruit for you. Oh, I had to try so hard, struggling, striving to produce it. Ah, Gave birth to one fruit. That's just one, Max. I hope you enjoyed it. Oh, you never picked it. Boop. 
Have you ever seen a tree struggle and strive to produce fruit? No, right? What happens to the fruit? The fruit just comes to the branches. The fruit just The fruit just comes. Why? Because it's connected. It's connected to the tree. The branches are connected. That's it. It doesn't have to strive. It doesn't have to struggle. It just comes out. In the right season, the fruit is going to come, amen? In the right season, the fruit just comes. It just needs the right soil, right? All the right stuff, and all of a sudden, it's going to come. But so many times, we're working so hard to produce the fruit of the Spirit, right? Oh, Lord, give me a peace. I need peace. I got to have peace. Lord, as the fruit of the Spirit is patience. Make me a patient person. Like, I got to be patient, right? I got to be kind. So hard to be kind. I want to do all this stuff to be kind. I'm trying so hard. Self-control. I don't want to eat it. I don't want to eat it, Lord. I don't want to eat it. I'm not going to eat it. And what do you do? You eat it. You lose your temper. You blow it. You say something stupid. You like lack of peace, right? No patience, no kindness. Because we're working for it. We're struggling. And all of that happens. And it just backfires on us. The harder you try, right? the worse it is, or the further you go. You can't produce fruit on your own. Do we get it, gang? Do we get it? Right? Do we see it? You can't do it on your own. Your own power and your own strength. Only God can grow it in us. Only God. Look at your neighbor and tell him, only God. Only God. Okay? That's the first part. What else does it mean to remain just to remain in Jesus? Like I said, stay connected. Stay connected. Going back to that mountain apple tree, okay? What if I came in here today and I had a branch? I should have broke off a branch. Shucks, that would have been good. Okay, and I bring it here and I have this branch and I'm looking at the branch and we're saying, okay, gang, we're going to leave this branch here. And in the summertime, oh, trust me, there's going to be some awesome mountain apples on it. It's going to taste so good. Trust me, I had it before. Oh, they're going to be so good. It's going to be, just wait. We'll leave it in the kitchen every week. Don't worry, in the summertime, there's going to be great mountain apples. Of course, that wouldn't happen, right? There's no way that could happen. Why? Because it's connected to the tree. It's not connected to the tree. You know, uh, some of you order stuff, you know, from the TV, or you have an addiction, like ordering online, okay? Ask the Lord that he would not get that off. Maybe give it up for the second part of Lent. Okay, for me, I'm looking at stuff, and I always get, ooh, as seen on TV store. I better not go in there, because I might buy stuff, right? Anything that they're trying to sell on TV, I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. Look at that nonstick pan, you know, our pants, but you know, like the my pillow. How many of you have my pillow? Raise your hand. Is it good? It is. See, I gotta get that. Look, my pillows at night—they're all like. I'm like, what's his name? Ray Comfort. Is his last name Comfort? No, that's a singer or uh, he's an evangelist. Sorry. 
But that guy with the mustache, oh, he sold me, okay? I want to get my pillow. But, you know, I'm, I'm looking at the TV. This is a few years ago now. And they're selling blueberries. Hey, you know, oh, you know how expensive blueberries are. And so if you can have this blueberry bush, then you can pick as many blueberries as you want. And I'm like, yes, yes, blueberries are expensive. I need this. I need a blueberry bush in my backyard. As many blueberries as I want. And so I call, beep, 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 beep. And I'm like, yes, I would like the blueberry. It's a, it's a recording. Press one. Give them your credit card number. Boop, 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 debit card. And then as I'm listening, okay, da, 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 they're hanging up. And they say, that will be $175, something, something cents. And I say, what? Talking to a, a recording. What? No. $30. No. 30 And it's, they hang up. And I'm like, what? Was that a scam? So I rush, and I look online. It was a scam. They're scamming people for blueberries, okay? So I'm like, these people. And I call, you know, like, call my credit card. Oh, I got scammed by the blueberry scam, you know. How many people have they done this to? You know, this is terrible. What kind of human being would do that? And I'm like, so mad, okay? And guess what I got to do? Tell Vanessa, honey, you know how much blueberries are in the store, right? I got to go over the whole thing, right? You like blueberries, right? They're so good. I know antioxidants and everything. Honey, she's like, yeah. I spent 175 bucks on blueberries, but it's not my fault. And I'm trying to explain. I'm going to get it back, you know, da, 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 da. And so the bank, thankfully, they refunded everything. It was a scam, and I was like, phew, good thing. Like six weeks later, I totally forgot about it. In the mail, guess what comes? The blueberry bush. I'm amazed, right? The blueberries, what? I thought it was a scam. And I opened it up, and guess what it was? Two sticks. <laughs> dry as dry can be, just dry. And I'm like, if it's a scam, why send me anything at all? If you're going to send me sticks, just leave it. You know, these people pack it. They're, oh, we're scamming these guys. They're going to get a stick. And so I open it up, and I'm like, what? And guess what I did with them? I planted them. Why not? So I go in the back, and I open up, and I put this potting soil in, and I look at it. And I remember as I'm watering it, it hit me. Like, what are you doing? Like, who are you trying to fool? And I'm watering it, like thinking, maybe, no. It was so, it was that moment, it hit me. But you know what's so interesting? We're the same way, aren't we? We got a couple of sticks in our life. We're dry as dry can be. And we're trying to say, God. Make this work. Like, here we are. This is, uh, is going to grow. This is going to produce fruit in my life. Like, nothing is going to grow. Maybe you're somebody here who's like that, and you're just fooling yourself. You're so spiritually dry. Your life is not producing any fruit, and you're just saying, something's going to grow. Cannot be cut off from the Lord. We cannot be separated from the Lord 
or we're not going to see any fruit in our lives. We have to be connected to him. John 15, verse 6. Look at what Jesus says as he goes on. If you do not remain in me, and you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown into the fire, burned. Good for nothing. If you remain in me, and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish, and it will be done for you. Answered prayers. This is to my Father's glory, that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. How is spiritual fruit produced in your life? Be connected to Jesus in his word and in prayer. That's how you connect with Jesus. Are you in his word, church? Are you in prayer? We call this a quiet time or devotional time. It's a church language, Christian talk, right? Quiet time. You had your quiet time today. You had your devotional time. Immerse yourself in the Bible. Immerse in, in his word. Have a daily time when you read God's word. Journal what God is saying to you. Follow your daily Bible reading plan that we have for our church on the website. Use a devotional book, whatever it is. Get into the Word on a daily, consistent plan. That's the Word. That's Bible reading. Now, what about prayer? Take time throughout the day. Connect with the Lord in prayer. Have a routine. I go through and I put on the armor of God every day after I say, the, I say the Lord's Prayer and then I put on all the pieces of the armor. And then I pray for anything the Lord leads and I listen to the Lord. Have a routine, guys. Connect with the Lord in word and in prayer. You're going to see God do some amazing things in your lives. You know, my friend, Chris Barron, he brought me to the Lord. He discipled me when I was younger Hey, he, he told me this great story. He said this. He said, you know, Max, when I got saved, I was a senior in high school, and I went away to this camp, and I came back from the camp, and they challenged us to read the Bible, to have a quiet time and pray for 21 days straight, because if you do it for 21 days straight, it becomes a habit in your life. He started doing it. A week in, he's a senior in high school. He said he came home from, high, from school and he was like, oh, I got way too much. I have like two or three hours of homework tonight, God. I can't do my quiet time today, you know? And so he's like, okay, I'm just going to skip it today. First day he's going to skip it since coming back from camp. His dad walks into the room. His dad was an awesome pastor, my first pastor, Pastor Don Barron, great Bible teacher. And he hands him a letter. Hey, Chris, you got a letter. What? He opens up the letter. He's like, oh, this is perfect. He says, hey, I know that you're busy. And you want to have a quiet time today, and you want to be uh, in the Word, but, you know, life is hard, and there's so much things going on, and I'm sure you're so busy. So if today you decide that you're going to take a, a break from your quiet time, your devotional time, that's okay. Don't worry. One day is not going to matter. It's not going to make a big difference. And he's like, wow, this is perfect. This is awesome. And then he reads the end, and it says, find Satan. It was a letter from his camp encouraging students to continue to read their Bible and pray every day. To be connected to the vine. You know, the enemy, he wants to steal, kill, and destroy you. He's going to do whatever it takes to do that. He wants to 
make you and leave you spiritually dry so that you'll wither up, be good for nothing. But God wants to produce fruit, much fruit, and fruit that will last. Amen? Maybe you're here today and you're somebody who's not connected. Maybe you find yourself to be spiritually lost. I didn't say dry, I just said lost. You're not even connected to the vine. You don't know Jesus. You're not, you don't know who he is. You're not a follower. You're not somebody who said, yes, Jesus, I commit my life to you. Maybe you're somebody here who's spiritually dry. You're connected already. You're connected. You just got to wait the long haul. Just keep remaining, staying connected into the vine. He's going to produce some good fruit in your God wants to encourage you. Will you go ahead and stand? Jesus said, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Is there somebody here today that said, you know what, Jesus, I want to commit my life to you. I thank you that you are the one who paid the price for me on the cross. Your blood was shed. Your body was broken for me. I want to connect into that by faith right now. I just simply say in your heart, say, Jesus, thank you for dying for me. I receive you today by faith. Help me to follow you, Lord Jesus, the rest of my life. You prayed that prayer, this simple prayer right now. You're connected into the vine forever. Nothing you can do can ever disconnect you. Nothing you did connected you. You just received. That's the good news of Jesus. He's the one who paid the price for us. And if you're somebody here that's already been connected and following Jesus, maybe for a short time, maybe for the last 60 years, that you would say, Heavenly Father, come right now by your Holy Spirit. We thank you that you, Holy Spirit, are the one who does it in us. And I allow you, I give you permission to do a good work within me. That you would let the oil of my heart be turned and tilled, be good fertilizer and good soil for good things to grow, for your word to grow, for my prayer life to grow, that I would be able to be connected with you, Lord Jesus and see you produce good fruit in my life. God is encouraging you today. God is saying, whatever good fruit he start, you started so far, whatever, as small it is, as it is, faith as small as a mustard seed, he's going to make it grow into a huge tree that's going to bear lots of fruit so that others can taste and see how good Jesus Christ is. We pray these things in your name, Lord. Amen.